Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Tonight's 1420 Sports Podcast dedicated to my dad, Steve Radlinski, who the world lost two years ago today. Um, I'm 100% sure he would never have listened to the show if he were alive, but I uh, I know he's listening from up above. He was a great dad, uh, great grandpa to uh, Jim McKinley, uh, our sound guy, Jim, and he's a great husband to my uh, mother, Margaret. Uh, we miss you, Steve. Uh, the world ain't the same without you, Dad. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more with your hosts, Brent Radlinski and Dave Van Robes. Listen in as we talk everything happening in the world of sports from a beer drinker's perspective. It's just like sitting in the sports bar, but with your pants off. Sports, beer, and shenanigans. So sit back, grab a few beer, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Podcast Show 193, April the 14th, 2022. Dave, it's like we called each other from back in high school. We're wearing the exact same hat tonight, just uh, 1420 gear going on. Both of us, the exa- like the exact same hat like we used to do in high school. You wear yours, I'll wear mine kind of deal. Uh, kind of made me laugh when I saw you on the Zoom call here tonight. Uh, you, you're kind of, uh, you're half-assed bachelor. Uh, you, you, had, you had the boy taking care of him uh, tonight, Jasper. Kaylee's away doing some other things. Uh, how's a uh, half bachelor life or how's uh, uh, what's the uh, single single ish father life treating you tonight? And it's going well. I had a really good night with my son. Uh, Kaylee is away for two nights. And so, you know, back in the day, pre kid, uh, it was a lot different. Oh, the years would actually perk up a little bit. But then uh, now that the boys with and thank God he's he's 11 and he's a really good kid. So, uh, yeah, we had some fun. Uh, our our thing is my thing with it, because fucking screen time, you let kids get on screen time. He's doing shit on his laptop with his buddies and playing Minecraft and Fortnite and all that kind of shit. But I'm before nice, supper, I wouldn't even know how to play those games. But yeah. Backgammon. We play backgammon every night. Oh, really? We play backgammon. I wouldn't know how to play that either. I've, I've never played backgammon. Well, I'll teach you. I like it's 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 a good little game. Well, it's not a little. It, it's it's old as the pharaohs. The pharaohs used to play that game. Um, and he's learning, and uh, it's good. He he actually won tonight. He's the night champ for backgammon. There we go. Well, congratulations, Jasper. April 14, twenty twenty two. You are the backgammon champion for thirteen oh two tonight. The baseball season is now a week old. We had our first uh, Dave Van Robes 
Perfect game, no hitter alert come across the wire yesterday afternoon. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, it's well documented. If you're, if you're just, I'm sure if you listen to the 1420 podcast, you uh, definitely know the uh, the ins and outs of sports and what's going on. But just to recap, Kershaw, Minnesota Twins, uh, yesterday afternoon, around 2 o'clock, I think it was, the alert came up that there was a perfect game uh, alert coming up on MLB, the app, the whole thing. Uh, Kershaw got yanked shortly after the alert came up that he was perfect through seven, 13 strikeouts, uh, 80 pitches in on the nose. Uh, Dave Roberts, that no good. I hate Dave Roberts for two reasons now, not just the 2004 stealing the bases, uh, the Boston Red Sox, New York Yankees, but for Poland Kershaw yesterday, uh, perfect game, 80 pitches in. I get it. Uh, shortened spring training and everything else. I get it to, to, to that extent. And Kershaw had, had some injury problems, but Dave, come on, man. What the heck is baseball doing protecting these arms? They're going to get hurt regardless. I think it was a huge mistake for baseball that Roberts pulled Kershaw yesterday. What are your thoughts? This wasn't the first one, though. Hey, no, he team. did it about three or four years ago, too. And well, yeah. But, yeah. But like, but it's not the first one this season. There is a Padres pitcher that was in the seventh inning with a no-no. Not a perfect game, a no-hitter. That's right, yeah. At, at like, 78 pitches, and he got yanked. And, and you know, I, that raises my eyebrows. I don't think we ever got to that. This one rankles me a lot more. And, and it's not... It's not even, you know, the, the 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 typical rant. What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? But you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, the fuck are you doing? Like, there's no hitters every year. There's not perfect games. Perfect games. There's are... been 23 in the history of that great game. There was more pitchers that started baseball games yesterday than there's been perfect games in the history of this game of this game. It's it's amazing, like you know, working on 150 years. There's there's 20. What do you say? 20, 23. 23 perfect games. This is an absolute travesty. I'm gonna break it down in a couple things. A the the rarity of a perfect game. B. You're tired of, like this is legacy stuff for Kershaw. It's absolute legacy. He's clearly on the downslide. He's cruising. And, you know, even though he came out and said, like he himself said, you know, blame blame the the, the injuries from last year. Blame the shortened uh, spring training. Um, Ask him in 10 I, years. I, yeah. You know, when you have a chance at, at history, you, you have to take it. You have to take it. You have to take it. This is an affront to everything that baseball is supposed to be. Baseball at its core. What makes core is a numbers game. And the fact that you can uh, run 27 up, 27 down, the very opportunity for that to happen presents itself so rarely. And, and, and this is a legacy thing for Kershaw. Like he's, He's going to the Hall of Fame. He got his ring, asterisk. Asterisk, yeah. And, but this and all just solidifies his greatness. And, and the fact that, the fact that the Dodgers, that baseball, that Dave Roberts 
disrespects the chance for greatness really pisses me off. Like I just, you're, you're robbing the fans of something to talk about. And, and I don't know why you would disrespect the game, disrespect the fans, disrespect a chance for a legacy moment for Kershaw. It's, it's, it's just so disrespectful. I will, uh, I will speak with of Dave Roberts with bitterness in my tone from here to the end of time. I've never liked Dave Roberts. Like I said, since the 2004 Red Sox, those two stolen bases in the, I think it was the ninth inning of that, uh, that uh, fateful night at Yankee stadium where they, uh, or not. Yeah. I think it was Yankee stadium. It doesn't, it doesn't much matter where they came back and they ended up winning that series in seven. And then he did this yesterday. He's done it before. Did it with, uh, he did it with Walker Bueller a couple of years back. And I think it was Bueller's second start of his career had a no hitter going. Uh, he, he's, uh, I, I, I understand that the, the end result is the end result and you want to win the World Series. But at some point, every pitcher, last pitch is his last pitch. And I don't believe it has anything to do with protecting an arm by going 80 pitches. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a whatever the fuck. I, I'm not. But I, I honestly believe that these pitchers don't throw enough. That's why they get hurt. Uh, not everybody's a freak like, like Roger Clemens and like Nolan Ryan, obviously, but those guys threw a lot of baseballs and then they threw a lot of long toss. These guys are so protected now and that's why they get hurt. I think, and I, I find it bullshit that these guys didn't throw in the off season, uh, knowing that there was a strike on that. I find it that hard to believe that these guys who that, that's their job, that they didn't throw at all and that they got to amp up their season. If that's the case, if that's the case, if they weren't ready for opening day, then leave them in extended spring training and bring up a bunch of relievers to, to just have a start, a, 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 an opener game. I do not believe that, and you're paying these guys a lot of money, no matter what. I, I, I don't understand how you could put Clayton Kershaw in a position, arguably the greatest Dodger of all time. If he gets that perfect game yesterday, he's the greatest Dodger of all time. He surpasses Koufax. And quite possibly the greatest game ever pitched because I believe he had 11 strikeouts at 13. that point. 13. 13 strikeouts. He's seven and a 21 outs at 13. He had 13 strikeouts. So that actually, by having this many strikeouts, he had that many more pitches. If he would have had a bunch of ground outs instead, then all of a sudden he's at 70, he's at 70 pitches. Right. Who knows? It, so, it's the numbers. It just... I, doesn't add up on uh, add up to me. He already has a no hitter in his career. Why this magical number of 80 is a magical number? Then throw three less warm up pitches for fuck's sakes. W whatever. Roll him out in the eighth. Roll him out in the eighth. If the first pitch, which was Gar Gary Sanchez home run to the, whoever the reliever was, well, oh well, or a single, whatever, who cares? Or even a base run. Whatever. Like, whatever. And, then, and then take him out. And then take him out. But this robbing, robbing history of a, a possible history. historic moment is hey. robbing history. Like it's uh, that's what I don't understand. I uh, see, and, and this makes me think how this decision is made. Like Kershaw has enough stroke in that bullpen. Uh, sorry, in that uh, clubhouse that's to say no. I'm going back out. Does it? One hundred percent. So this is on Kershaw as much as Dave Roberts then. Like if if 
if the season, okay, if they have this 162 game season, which apparently is too fucking long, because now the, the the head office is telling telling the managers how long these guys can pitch, then don't have a 162 game season. Like just if, if don't talk out of both sides of your mouth because you want to make a bunch of money, have 81 home dates. But if you can't man a team and you can't man the, the best possible team you can on a nightly basis, inning to inning basis, then don't. Pulling Kershaw yesterday and travesty is a pretty big word in today's in, in today's world. But I I just, I was baffled, and this is another way that baseball is finding a way to get people younger than us disengaged from the game because there are kids out there who. Okay, another thing. I'll get to this. Baseball is the only sport where a game that means absolutely nothing on a Wednesday afternoon can grab national attention. Can like can provide a national moment. attention. You bet. Every, there's no other sport that does it. There's no other sport that can possibly do that. Football's on Sunday, so everyone's watching. Nobody in nobody in fucking. Name a state, name a province was watching that game yesterday. That notification comes up for people. Hey, there's a there's a perfect game going on. They can get eyeballs on. Nope, baseball fucks this up. No, we're taking them out of the game. By a big name player for a big name franchise. By the second biggest franchise in baseball. Everybody knows Kershaw. Everybody knows the Dodgers. The biggest TV market, the biggest TV market had a chance to have. How many millions of people watching their or the MLB app or whatever, and they go, no, 80 pitches, he's out. And not only that, like you know, it's not even watching it, like social media, like on Twitter, the next the next day, the it would dominate Sports Center. Everybody, it would make the local news uh, everywhere. A perfect game was pitched. A perfect game is a big motherfucking deal. There's a, it's, it, we're down to, I think it's been 11 years. I think it's, oh, geez, I'm going to say Mark Burley was the last. It's been 11 years since the last perfect game was thrown. Where the second uh, longest streak since the uh, the perfect game, like of, of no perfect games going on. So there you go. There was a chance for history. There could have been some 12-year-old kid skipping school with his dad at that ball game yesterday in Minnesota who was robbed of an opportunity because of fucking analytics. I I, do, I don't get it. I do and not understand why baseball stubs its dink consistently with one, with not having games televised in certain markets, with, with doing shit like this yesterday, and now you're the, the, the arguably the greatest Dodger ever. Well, that's enough pitches. We want to win in, in October. Then sit him for two games after this. To possibly pitch one, like, like, a perfect game's a perfect game, but like a perfect game with like, so he was at 13. He might've had 16 strikeouts and a perfect game. Like what's the most dominant, the most dominant pitching performance of all time. So why not? Why, then why, why, why not pull him in the sixth? And then then we probably, we probably aren't talking about it as as much because nine outs and six outs is different. I get it. It's like saying Pablo Picasso. You're out of paint. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to leave this one on. Oh, it's it's like, so. And it's we're gonna let so infuriating. In. It is awful. Here, I, I was trying to think of, I was trying to think of comparables to like even, a, like a, a hypothetical comparable. Let's pretend Tom Brady has thrown for six touchdowns and 520 yards, and they're up by 
whatever, eight touchdowns, but there's still eight minutes left and you have good field position on a drop punt. Like, are, are you going to bench him and put in the next guy? Or are you going to put him in and then throw for that? Because I think seven touchdowns, touchdowns, I think seven uh, pass touchdowns is, is the record. Okay, then like, I, are I we think gonna, it actually are, is. Are so we going to put him on nah, the bench? Nah, are we going to let him throw it over that eight? This game's in the bag. Only so many bullets. What if he breaks his leg? I don't give a fuck. Like eight touchdowns, I'm going to, like, why not give me another record and, and you're not telling Tom Brady he's not throwing for that eight, eight touchdown pass? Like, it is just, I can't, that, and that's the best comparable I could possibly think of. What, like, why rob? a player of an opportunity to be to have a signature historic moment for your career. The thing with Kershaw, he's, he's seen, like, I've never met him. Obviously I've never taught. I never will. He seems like a good guy. So he's not going to go out and say, like like we said earlier, he's not going to go out and say, fuck, you know what? They, I can't believe they fucking pulled me. Could you, could you imagine just go back 30 years? Nolan Ryan on, on the hill, perfect game, struck up probably 18 because that's what Ryan did back then. Could you imagine manager, whatever he's playing for then? Yeah, your pitch count's pretty high. We're taking you out. Sit down. I'm gonna I'm, I'm actually gonna punch you harder than I punch Robin Ventura. Well, and and then and that's a thing too, because even though he has seven no-hitters, uh Nolan Ryan does not have a perfect game. The perfect game is like it's oh, everything has to work. Everything like between. From the, the umpire to the catcher to the pitcher to the fielders, the manager, positioning guys now, it, 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 there's so much that has to go into it. Like every team, like every player, every every manager, every coach would celebrate that what happened. The pitcher's an integral part, but not the only part. I, it, it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up that they allowed that, that, that they did that yesterday. I don't get it. It's it's absolute robbery. It's robbery. and And – and when they say about building a fan base, this ain't the way to do it. And and I don't know, like, uh, I'm always going to revert back to, I don't know what discussions were being had between Kershaw and Roberts, and, and I don't know whose decision this was, but I cannot imagine for one second that Kershaw was not on board for this. And and then if that's, if that's what it is, I, I do think as great as Kershaw is, and he is going to be a Hall of Famer, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, there's there's a little that's my first ding on him because no one was a bigger gamer in his career through those playoffs before they got their title like pitching every day in the playoffs come from coming from the bench and getting what, killed in the playoffs whatever so this is his do. chance to do something for him and which blows me like away he, that he, he took, was he, on board he, he took it in the in the rear end going in in, in the late innings of playoff games a lot and lost He's, this was one for him in game six or whatever it is for the Dodgers for, for Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw is going to have to talk about this till the day he dies. Yeah. It'll be brought what up happened forever. On, what happened to that game on April 13th? 
Why did he pull you? Like you were on board for that? Was that you? Was that your guy? Was that your agent? Like it can't be his agent because he like he's not signing it. Like he might sign another contract after this. I don't know how much is left, but he signed a one year deal for this year. Like yeah. then the going to the sunset and put this on your fucking mantle. I'm just so disappointed. And I'm so disappointed in, in the entire situation. It it sucks. Like if, if this is what baseball teams are going to do, and if there's a pre if there's a preset, because most most teams own their network or network owns a team, whatever, vice versa, whatever. If this is the case of what pitch they're going to pitch, put the reverse pitch count on there. This is his thing, 80 pitches he's out. Then we know. Good. I it's so it, I I, I couldn't believe it. I like I, I couldn't believe it when I, when I saw him get he got yanked yesterday. I just beside myself with the whole thing. It, same, same. Like yeah. it's it's and at the end of the day, I'm not angry. I'm I'm just so sorely disappointed. Yeah, I'm no, disappointed. And the way the the way baseball's gone, if you if it, like, the pitchers are going to get hurt regardless, they're not strong enough. They got to throw more. You know, the only way to get an arm stronger is to throw more. If you baby these guys, then then why give them thirty million dollars a year? If they're only if they're only just outs grabbers, get get nine outs grabbers per game, one one inning, good. See you later. Yeah, then you can pitch every day. Yeah, go ahead, pitch every fucking day. You're a three inning guy. You're a two inning guy. You're a one inning guy. Like they uh, can just rate them like that. So that, that way we it, don't have to. Like yeah, th- this showed yesterday that pitching isn't starting pitching is not as important as it once was because you're just you're eating innings. It's all you're doing. They don't care oh, about wins. It's the third time through the order. Who gives a fuck? They have to learn how to pitch instead of just throwing. They like he both thrown the first time. What's to say he can't do it a third time? If now these guys go max effort for two because they know they're they're out the third time through the lineup, they're going max effort, they're throwing their arms out. That's actually I just thought of that, Dave. That's the fucking problem. They know they got two, they got 18 batters to face. They're throwing their arms out because I gotta throw as hard as I can for, for 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 four innings. To get this many outs, then I'm out anyway. So why not? And then they're going to throw it, but guy after guy after guy. It's I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, I, I it's would. It's not the game to. I grew up with. It's not. It's it's just different. you're right. I would, and I, don't, and I don't think it's better. I want to sit down. I want to pump uh, Kershaw full of true serum and said, "Did you? Whose decision was this, and why?" One hundred percent. And because I can't, I just simply can't imagine as a competitor, as an as a competitor. That, that exactly. you do not want that fucking chance because it's not a chance that you're ever going to have again. This is it, man. Six outs away from a perfecto. From a perfecto. Like let's that's, say he, let's, let's a, say that's in such the, an accomplishment. In the eighth, let's say he throws two ground balls and a pop up in six pitches. It happens. It happens it's all the possible. time. Yep. So you're 86 with three to go. You're going to yank it in? Yeah, chicken shit fucking move. It, it, it's it's, it, it's shit absolute move. chicken shit. And this is a thing that's wrong with the game. And 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 like we said earlier on, like uh, a couple episodes ago, it's it's analytics fucking the game over. This is just analytics run amok. And it and it's I just don't fucking get it. I just don't get it. I no, don't I, get it. A perfect game is so rare and so we're never going to see another perfect game again, unless it's uh, Johnny John John who just catches lot, like he's a 500 pitcher with a 4.5 ERA 
but yeah. he just finds lightning in a bottle one day and they're like, I don't give a fuck. Go to your th- throw 120. I don't care. It's you're going to have it's, it's going to have to be that guy, David. Time. You're right. It's gonna be half that be that guy who comes out of the minors because some some other fucking superstar got hurt because he pitched too many fucking innings. And then it's gonna be that kid to come out of double A, probably that just gets one chance. And that's a, that's the next time you'll see it because you don't even see complete games, let alone you've seen a perfect game. Yeah. Yeah, like like uh, the yeah uh, I uh, the uh, the Iron Man the consecutive game streaks any any kind of thing for longevity whether it be throughout a season and a career or whether it be um, uh, a pitching performance you're just simply not going to see those anymore because you're going to get you get maintenance days with the guys in the field and you get this and the, you know you gotta uh, gotta protect the assets just fucking get out there and play and shorten the fucking season. Yeah, which I'm against because now you sell. I like watching the records. The, 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 the records are gone, but if, if the season's too long, you guys can't play 162, then don't do it. Well, you then know, don't do I, it. And I guess you might be right on that respect, on that aspect as well, because if you shorten the season, if, if all these records like perfect games and complete games doesn't mean anything to the people running the game anymore, what, like, what's the sense all of. All right. Uh, Good enough. What's. What's the sense of uh, of sixty one? Yeah, what's the sense of sixty one and seven fifty five anymore? Yeah, it doesn't matter to anybody anymore. So they're not going to chance matter. it because they're not even going to chance to do it anymore because they get a rest day on, on. Heaven forbid they play seven days in a row. No fuck, really? You had to run all the way from first to third. Oh, you poor bitch. I don't know. It's a different fuck game that, now, Dave and I. We kind of got a little uh, old man, get off my lawn, kids, and everything. Oh, but, no, uh, I should. Don't worry. I shook my fist at plenty of clouds last night when there I. There we go. It was, uh, I was, uh, but it was, yeah, it's frustrating. Anyways, 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports, talking a whole lot. 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports, talking a whole lot more. Dave, it's been a while since we've uh, talked about what 1420 means. Uh, people still ask me on a daily basis if it has anything to do with, uh, the, uh, the 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 legal smoke that we can now uh, ingest here in Canada. Four twenty is coming up, right, yeah. PDQ? Yeah, four twenty is coming right uh, right up your your wheelhouse. I've I haven't been a, a four twenty guy for a, a long long time. I was never huge into it, anyways. But fourteen twenty stands for four beers worth of sports. Three fifty five times four is fourteen twenty. That's how because Dave and I usually have four beers uh, every time we we meet to talk about. Uh, Sports and shenanigans, and everybody else we got going on. And hey, uh, to, to break that down though, like for our American listeners, uh, a can of beer is 355 milliliters. We're metric yeah. here. So yeah. 355 milliliters, milliliters times four. That's four is 1420. And that's how we came up. Four with cans 15. of beer. Four, four cans. Sports, it's four, four cans, cans of beer where the sports <laughs> talking a whole lot more. If I, if I start talking too much, I get marbles in my mouth and it, it uh, kind of gets all screwed up. Uh, speaking of beer, Dave, what do you. What are you drinking tonight? What's going on? What are you, what are you sporting tonight? Well, like I, uh, when I got back from Montana a couple of weeks ago, I, I, I showed my fridge. I've been saving my uh, IPAs. So I'm drinking the, once again, Sierra Nevada's um, nice beer. I, I just, I just like these IPAs. I think everything I drink from Sierra Nevada is a pretty good beer by me. I got the old uh, Hell's Basement, the feather tonight. We're working on something. I stopped in there last night. Working on something actually, it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, that uh, you guys, I think the listeners will quite enjoy. We'll we'll get this out to you very shortly. It's uh, kind of excited about. We'll talk to you about it off the show day. But I got uh, the feather from Hell's Basement in Medicine Hat. 
Anyways, Dave, uh, it's been talked about the Tom Brady situation where he's allegedly still going to Florida and there's things Miami. behind the scenes or to, to Miami. Sorry, he's already in Florida, Miami. I get mixed up with baseball. But uh, and then you got LeBron talk how he's uh, basically management in in L.A. and basketball guys can pick and choose pretty much where they go. Dave, do you ever think there's going to be a, a chance? Uh, I don't know what the CBAs re- read. I'm not a lawyer and I don't care to ever re- read the CBAs. But do you, do you ever see it uh, in the foreseeable future uh, in the next 25, 30 years in, in our lifetimes before we, uh, we hit the other side of the highway that active players will ever, ever be actually named as management? We all know that they have their fingers in things in certain sports and how things go. But do you ever think that there will be players who are the assistant general manager and it's known to it's, – it's actually – on their dressing room stall. The only way I would be able to see that would be in the NBA. It will never happen in any other sport. No way, no chance, no how, no. NBA seems like a league to me where the players actually kind of run the league. They pick their coaches. The superstars pick their coaches. The superstars pick their teammates. This is like they're, they're essentially part of management anyways. Um, <clears throat> LeBron and uh, nozzle, a total, and then, like, you know, how, how is that uh, assistant GM position going for you with the Lakers this year? Uh, LeBron, like, it's any other sport, no, you can't, you won't, they, they never will, because <laughs> an athlete's judgment is clouded by what they see on the court and they want their buddies. And they want this guy. And, and they guy. want themselves to succeed more than anything. Right. And they want this guy to be here because he thinks this. But then once they have to share the ball, it's like, hey, well, fuck, I'm number one here. Well, you, you can only have so much alpha here. And, 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 and regardless of how many super studs you may have on a team, at the end of the day, there is only one ball. And if people aren't getting their touches and, and they're going to be egomaniacs and not want to give the ball and not want to play as a team, not want to D up, then it's going to be an abject failure. And, and I think LeBron has proven that with the work he did with the Lakers this year. Let's go the other way, Dave. And let's say that there's a, a player because it happens. It happens often, man. The NHL is probably the biggest uh, culprit of this where superstars become GMs uh, shortly after their careers end. Do you think that, or, and, and not even superstars sometimes, sometimes there's guys that were also rands and backup goalies and this, not, and the other thing. Do you think that maybe a, 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 an assistant, to, an assistant to the GM and the traveling secretary, George Costanza kind of job becomes available to a guy who that they want to groom. Okay. This is how this works. This is how the system works. So we're not, you're going to be employed by the team when you're, when you're done, but we need you to learn how this works. So when you, this is your full-time job, you aren't a, a miserable failure, which we have seen on lots of occasions. Yeah. But there's also uh, successes as well. Like there's, oh, absolutely. A lot of, there's a lot of GMs throughout an entire history. Like Eisenman and Sackick in, in hockey are obviously. Yeah, and, and now Bill Garrett in Minnesota, who's doing a hell of a job as well. Yeah. Right. Um, Doug Wilson in uh, San Jose, he yeah. he had them relevant for a long time. Didn't, didn't do anything, but for a long time, they were, he they made it to one cup. But they were they were 
relevant. They were a really good team for a long time. And then it's sooner or later you, you take your stabs, which he did. And, and either you win it, or you don't. And unfortunately for him, I, I have nothing bad to say about the sharks. I kind of don't mind that team. I like the way they played forever. I was never a fan of them, but I, I think Doug Wilson did such a good job over the last 50. He wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid to make a big trade. He wasn't afraid to, to hire a coach, uh, to hire a coach, to fire a coach. Um, I think hockey is the one sport where ex-players seem to excel in management more than any other sport. And for that, that is weird. I, hey, compared to I baseball, don't know. Yeah. Like baseball doesn't have any ex-players as the general manager president of the team. I shouldn't say none, but like I, I can't think of any off the top of my coconut. I'm sure someone on Twitter is going to tell me differently. Chesterfield uh, later just quit his job. With he just quit his job, maybe because he knew he couldn't yeah. do it. Maybe he knew he couldn't do it, or wasn't the philosophy wasn't what he he liked, or whatever it was. Like I like, like Cashman's been with the Yankees forever. Uh, R- Ross Atkins with the Jays. He was in Cleveland. Um, they, they they were never players. Hockey is the one sport for some reason where the management gets welcomed with open arms. In head office, yeah. In in head office positions. I, I wonder why, like, is it just because, actually, I don't know, like, what, why is that? Like, why is it not lawyers and and everything else who's, because Theo Epstein with the Cubs is is a lawyer. Well, right? here's, not the Cubs anymore, he's up with just with Major League Baseball, but, you know, like, he was a Red Sox, like, they're, they're lawyers and accountants, and like, why is that? Well, I don't know this, but I do have a theory. I like My theories. Theory, well, my theory is like hockey more than any other sport, like by by a far margin, I think you have to be upper middle class to even have a chance to get to an elite level as a 15 year old players. Uh, parents have to shell out a ton of dough. But back uh, but, but Sackick and those guys, the guys who are management now aren't weren't in those positions when they were kids. No, I get it. But. They, to my knowledge, I mean, no, 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 but, 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 but to that, like even to that, that thing, you needed someone to drive you around to, like even back in that day, like even though it wasn't uh, a money commitment, it was a time commitment. Yeah, it was a time commitment to get your kid to practice at six in the morning, buy the equipment, to drive four hours for a hockey tournament, and stay in hotels and stuff like that. So even like even like a, the the forty year ago time commitment, money commitment, um, the commitment to be able to stay in a hotel. And that, that, that commitment, and which, which tells me that the work ethic and, and oh shit, I don't want to sound honky here. Like, uh, like I don't. I really don't. Honky. Well. You fucking George Jefferson? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't want. I don't want to sound like. Um, I'm. I, I don't want to sound bad on this. No, I know what you're but, saying. But, 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 but the, the little glitch in the sound there, Dave. You were you were talking about uh, basically, you know, like like you said, uh, how we were talking about Canadian GMs or hockey players or Canadian GMs and the upper middle class parents and everything else, and how they become more more so GMs in in the sport that they that they're in. Because of parents driving to and fro or two to two games and having the ability to, to be with their kids a lot more compared to inner city kids saying basketball and football and it's not being racist, it's just what it is, Dave. Go ahead. Well, it's just that now when you see that as you become older and you finish your professional career, 
you could you're able to reflect on on all the work that was made for you by your parents by other parents and i think that get, that that lends itself to become more of a a student of behind the scenes game like even when you're 14 15 in canada like there's team managers and these team managers collect the dues book the hotels make sure there's buses you see that happening and you and you know that's happening and i think aside from the the game that's actually on the ice you actually see what has to happen behind the scenes and that peaks in interest. Well, how does the game work behind the scenes? How does this? And 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 when you're an elite player, I'm, I'm imagining you're you're privy to some meetings and and uh, conversations and phone and, calls and, and things and this, your parents it, talk about. And you're listening behind closed doors, everything else. Like you're right. You, and then, you're you're in, in your bedroom and you're you're kind of overhearing what your parents talk about on the phone. And at the professional level, if you're an elite player, like uh, Garen was and uh, Joe Sackick and Eisman was at trade deadline, you're going to get brought in and like, here, we got, we got this, these guys that we're thinking about. What do you think? Um, what, what do you what, think? What's the word on the street? Do you think this is going to work for the team? Why do you think it's different with hockey compared to basketball that they, that the player makes that decision who's coming to what team compared to um, hockey where the, the hockey player has a, not a say, but they ask for an opinion on, on what's happening. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Is it because of the size of the team or because of the skill level? Uh, because you have, because at the end of the day, you have five guys nice and hockey. You have five guys on, on the court in basketball. Well, that's a crock of shit, right? You have five guys and five guys, but you need 20 guys in hockey. You need seven uh, you in need, basketball. You need 12 in hockey. If you have 12 solid players, you're on your way but not to me well, you need a you need a third and fourth line to go deep in the playoffs because yeah. there's a lot of minutes right and that's intense hockey in basketball like you need you need eight for this season and seven for the playoffs like all your best players are playing and then that, and that's why 
basketball has such an unfair monetary advantage because you know it's it's the same barn but you're only paying eight of those guys max bucks right if you if, if hockey if you're able to play eight on eight with hockey then then they would make a lot more money too but you got to spread that around a lot we we and spoke then, about it last week dave and I thought it was a much higher number of NFL quarterbacks would be part of the conversation with who comes to team and who doesn't, who gets hired as a coach and who doesn't. You thought it was really low. I thought it was rather high. Um, I think that players have a lot more say on the bill of a team than, than, than you think. I, I really believe that players – especially the superstars like Connor McDavid have a say like, fuck me, man, we got to do something here. Like uh, I'm this good. I have this many years. Uh, we got to do something here because if, if we don't, I'm leaving. I think players have way more say and are, are part of management more than we actually know. In basketball. Yes. Uh, I won't give you that in any other sport. There's no chance. There's just too many moving parts. There's too many players um, that have to be an active participant in every single game in hockey, same in football um, In baseball. It's just like, it's, it's such an individual sport at the end, right? Like I, I, I understand that that clubhouse chemistry and, and having fun and, and showing up to the park and can't wait to get there. Yeah, baseball doesn't buddies. have it for sure because just the disparity in payrolls doesn't have that, right? I mean, it's. I mean, I'm sure that that there's and, and the 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 jealousy there is and how what what guys get paid. Um, they're not going to say, well, I because they all want to make 300 million, and it just doesn't happen because there's no real actual cap, right? So this it, it it's so, so it doesn't happen in baseball. I think and I think with the superstars in hockey, there's like get this guy or get that guy or what, what can we do? Because we we I want to win and I, I've only got 12 years or 13 years to do it. Well, what about someone like Taves and Kane then in Chicago right now? Problem because- is they the problem you got with those two is they got paid and they know what the system is, right? Oh, well. And they got their three already. Yeah, they got three and they've so- already won. So like okay, but well, don't you think they want to end out it. on the top or like I don't know? Once like, he get I yeah I, they probably do, but they kind of dug their own grave. What about Doughty in L.A.? Right, he has two, but they can but with the with the cap. What are you going to do? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, well, I just it, think I think players have a lot more say than than, than you and I will ever know. But what, that's why we do these stupid shows on a, on a twice a week basis. But anyways. 1420 Sports Podcast, Ford River Sports Talk, and a whole lot more. If you're going to a game this weekend, it's Easter weekend. That still boggles my mind. We don't know when Jesus died. It changes all the time. Every year, Dave, I don't get it. I, well, I, it it's a yeah. joke. I, it's a joke. I totally understand. I, you almost bit, but I got you. I think I got you that one last year, too. But anyways, if you go to a game this weekend, make sure you check out uh, SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Uh, use promo code 1420POD. That's 1420POD. 20 bucks off for your uh, your tickets. If you want to upgrade the tickets you got or get new ones for whatever game you're going to this weekend. Upgrade 20 bucks free parking and or a couple beers. Oh, well, one and a half beers. beers probably. Well, so then we're 710. 710. Don't I'm 1420, get me? 1420, I got you. half of that is 710. Yeah, half of that is 355. 
Wow, that's if you're stopping at 7-Eleven on your way. A lot of math park. right there, Dave. It's a lot of math. Well, freeze free. <laughs> the fourteen twenty sports podcast for Bureau Sports, talking a whole lot more. Dave, uh, I I know you didn't watch it because uh, the stupid Rogers and stupid TV and stupid rules and MLB farting all over themselves again. But Vladdy Guerrero Jr. He had himself a night last night. Three home runs, a double. Uh, the whole bit, man. He had a night on the biggest stage in baseball in the Bronx at Yankee Stadium against Jerry Cole. I don't like him one bit, but anyways, we'll get into that in a second. Um, Vladdy, that is a uh, an early in the season kind of a signature game to put your stamp on. This is my MVP kind of year. You got to take it from me. I know it's early, but you have a couple of those games throughout the year and just carry on what you're doing. That game last night, that put his stamp on, say, you – Jump on the wagon. I'm going for it. It's encouraging. And and then like we said earlier on, like I, I like the Blue Jays. I'll cheer for the Blue Jays. This team can fucking hit, and they're led by Vlad Jr. Holy cow. That fat-ass motherfucker can just hit the hide off the he ball. He swings so fucking hard every time he takes a hack. I don't it's know absolutely how he amazing. Throw his back out. I, I don't know. <laughs> it it really is, and you know, it's 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 good and it's encouraging. I hope the the Jays starting staff actually kind of figures it out and just settles down because aside from this team being able to hit the hide off the ball, they can they can play some D too. Yeah, they They're, play great T. That that double play I think was on Monday Tuesday, Tuesday night. That yeah. uh, that Bichette told uh, there was a double three sixties and everything else that and that that was actually a game saving double play because the Yankees were pressing and they they made it look really easy and enthusiasm covering they for had. Chapman there and awesome. he did the three sixty oh. yeah it was awesome. it, that was amazing dude Chapman missed that ball by six inches but then uh, uh, he Bichette. was there yeah. yeah and it was it was great it's and and that's. That's things that get missed, and about how much we appreciate. Oh, like we, when I say we, I mean me, David. I appreciate slick, fucking infield play. Oh man, love it! It, it impresses the hell out of me. And that's one thing I, I, I mean, I Jesus, I, I, I say ban the shift. I don't like the shift, and I think I think it's just more for a selfish reason, Dave, because I like seeing a diving play at the middle and the shortstop makes a play. Or a diving, a diving over to first, or second behind second base, and the second base makes a play, or something happens where these plays are made. I think it's more of a selfish reason why I don't like the shift. It's just because I like seeing, I like seeing these these super athletes make super plays. And so when when you see Bichette make that play that night, it's it's fun to watch. And that's one thing. I, and once again, I guess we're doing the old uh, old baseball guy, get off my get off my lawn guy. But that's the one thing I miss about baseball. And it's one thing I want the, the shift banned. Not so much for the offensive part of the game, but for the defensive part of the game. One hundred percent. When those Jays were winning those World Series back in the day, that Roberto Alomar's uh, going deep in his second place, uh, second place, second base. That plant and jump in oh. the air and turn around and spin. That was a thing of beauty, and he did it so often. And and it's it's so cool to see these guys play defense. And I wish. It, it, it's a game and, and it's an out. That's it. 
Yeah, it's just an out. It's like it's, it's like a it's, it's like a three pointer in basketball. Well, three points, whatever. But it's it's just it's it's it's, fun. it's great to watch. Out. Yeah, you they, don't get you don't get extra outs for a flashy play. You saw Vladdy Guerrero he hit his first at bat. He hit one to deep deep center field, uh, cleared the wall into Monument Park, hit the netting, came back. But anyways, um, and then the second or third inning, he got his hand stepped on on a uh, a, a sloppy play from second base and he, he went, he lunged for the ball and got stepped on by Hicks. Let's just say for sake of podcast podcast conversation that if Vladdy Guerrero was like, the, it was the sixth inning, he was over three, two strikeouts and a pop-up. If he got his hand stepped on at that point, does he say, fuck, I'm, I'm sitting my fat ass down. I'm out. Do you know what I mean? Like, is he like, I, I do like, it hasn't been very yeah. good. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to put some band-aids on. But he hit the home run. Think he felt good. He's in the, he's in the Bronx. Things are going okay. I'm going to I'm going to leg this thing out and it turned out really well for him. Do you think if it's the other way around he goes, "I'm good." I'm not saying that's not impossible. I think it's probably likely. Like I don't know, maybe you're not just you're just simply not feeling and if you're just guessing at the plate and you got you know like He's 0 for 3 and just just not feeling it. Fuck it. Let and and, and the score of the game might have uh, something to do with it too. Like you never right? see it, you never see a goalie who gets uh, ran over in the crease when he's got a, a, a two-nothing shutout and got 38 saves in the third period and he gets he gets bumped. You never see him leave the game. It's no, the guy he's more after shit. It's it the off. guy who's yeah. down six two who says yeah, I'm good, man. I'm I'm out. This isn't going my way at all. See you guys on the bus because I'm going to be fucking showered and dressed. Between In the back, the- I'll have the cooler cracked <laughs> open. I'm ready to go. Yeah. No, Don't these, worry uh, about me. I know it's early, Dave. These games in the Bronx, it's a big series for, for both teams. I mean, you hate to say that it's early because it can get late early for some teams, but uh, with the way last season ended with one game 162 actually meant something for, for both these squads. It's been a fun, fun uh, series to watch. It's uh, did Vladdy hit those knocks against uh, Jerry Cole? Uh, yeah, Jared Cole's not my favorite. I love the Yankees. Uh, I wouldn't say more than the producer, but it, it ranks a close second. Um, That's an expensive pitcher. Jared Cole's an expensive pitcher to be given up. Uh, I mean. Vladdy's a, an awesome hitter, but my problem with Garrett Cole runs a little bit deeper than that. He hasn't been great since the sticky stuff went away last year. And then on opening day this year, he got really revved up. I don't know if you know this, Dave. Uh, I was watching the game. Like I said, I watched it on Friday night, not Friday uh, during the game. But I, I noticed he got revved up on opening day and he was saying, let's, well, he actually yelled at the, at the, at the, uh, at the field guy, guys in the field, let's fucking go. Uh, if you're a lip reader and, uh, he was yelling at, uh, one of New York's favorite Billy Crystal, who was showing out the opening pitch, Garrett Cole, his timing was off by four or five minutes because Billy fucking crystal, who is a national treasure was on the field too long for Jarrett Cole's or Garrett Cole, whatever you fuck you want to call him to screw up his system to screw up his, the way he does a game. So he was out there. So he walked the first pitcher or the first batter on four pitches. The next guy comes up, hit, hits a bomb. He has the audacity in the post-game interview to say, yeah, my timing was off because of the pregame ceremony. 
You Fuck are off. shitting me. Fuck I'm not. your fucking house. I'm not, man. This is opening day. And it's Billy fucking Crystal. Billy Crystal should go into a Yankee Stadium and just do it pitch oh, first pitch every game. So now, so Garrett Cole, so every day from here on end, if the grounds crew just goes, well, well let's, let's fuck with this guy, every, every visiting field. Why if would it takes, you? If it takes four minutes to fuck up old $36 million Gary Cole, we'll do it every time. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the guy. That's, good elite pitcher, but well, I'm good. not not for the last calendar year, right? No, he, since he the sticky stuff went away and everything else. Is is the sticky stuff that valuable to pitchers? Has like to be. I don't know. Like it must be for him. Like maybe like it's valuable, more valuable to some than others because he learned how to use it the best possibly. Because you know that season. The cheating doesn't help the pitchers. The cheating that the Astros did was only for the hitters' benefit. Yeah. Right? They're, they're like, that season he put down was fucking amazing. And and that's why he got that zillion-dollar check from the Yankees. I mean, and, he and was – only in year two in it, too. Uh, three, I think. But he was, three. He, was, he was paid to win the big games. And last year in the playoffs, he didn't. In, in the wild card game, he didn't. And until he does that, I mean, I, it's it's shitty for me to say he won't be uh, in in the Redlinsky good books and making any of his uh, pictures and stuff won't be in the Yankee Tavern North until he does something to play us. I mean, because that, gonna... that's what you're paid to do as a Yankee. You're you're paid thirty six million dollars not for a start in April. You're paid thirty six million dollars for that start in October. And so, so far, he didn't do it last year. So as far as his Yankee traje- trajectory. He's looking on the A-Rod route is kind of where he's going. That's a good analogy, yeah. He's on the CC route. Like, which, like, not he, even close, right? Yeah, he kind of, CC kind of underperformed, but he did well, and he was a good He's like the, the first year that, that they signed yeah. him, that they won the World Series, and then everything else happened. Like, CC was really, really, really good after that. Yeah. Right like now, not, r- not right now, that's right a great, very good analogy, yeah. Dave, that CC or Derek Cole, and a rod are kind of the same guy right best player available we're gonna sign him to a zillion bucks but now like what, what like, why do we sign you for this much money and what are you doing for us right now the baseball season's been great there did you, did you happen to see that guy uh from philly i think alex bohm's his name he made oh, three, yeah! he made three errors place. he made oh. three errors or three or four throwing errors and he he just from philly rough town from what i've heard well they boot Santa Claus, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> yeah. Philly's a rough heard, town. Everybody heard. So yeah. he uh, he made three errors, and they were all his fault. There were nobody else to blame but him. And after the third one, the fans are booing him, and he, the, the lift reader. From no, they gave him the Bronx cheer because he actually made a throw. Made a and throw. They and then, the standing yeah, and then the, they, they did the old lift read. He goes, I fucking hate this place. He owned it afterwards. Yeah, I probably said I'm like, almost getting the best of me. But the next day, his first at bat, people would be like, all right, man. And then they applauded him. Good enough. Good to go. What do you think of that move? Love it. Love it. You know, Be like honest. He, sh- he, he shouldn't have said that, but like he 100% on it. He didn't try and hide. He had a bit. He was having a bad game, which yeah. was clearly evident with those three errors and in three innings. And, and he airmailed those throws. Like it, it's just. He, I love when a player owns it. Yeah, just I, I suck, just man. fucking own it. You know what? And he did get a knock. He he did. Uh, um, he had a late inning hit to knock in for a couple RBIs for the Phillies to come back against the Mets. I 
I tuned in, I think, for the like the, the Mets were winning that game, I think five nothing. And and I tuned in and then I watched Philly come all the way back and yeah. boom boom bomb. Yeah. What's his name? Boom. Yeah. B-O-H-M. Yeah. And uh, he had uh, one of the hits there. <laughs> okay. I'll believe you. I, I don't know. I think it's more in German. But nonetheless, <laughs> uh, he owned it. And why won't uh, the Phillies and, ever win? To me, sweet. <laughs> and and you know, and that's all you can do. He didn't he didn't hide. He goes, he didn't say I didn't say that. He didn't do some kind of bullshit. Because I was frustrated. It was a bad night, and it was clearly a bad night. And and he looks young. Like you gotta remember too that that 80% of these players in the major under league, 25. Are, are yeah, are in their twenties, and when I was in twenties, I was a bit of a head case. I, I I I didn't understand everything I said. Oh, Dave, I wouldn't say a bit. We we all we're all a lot. Well, head case, <laughs> like making silly decisions and being a head case are are, are different things. We make silly decisions and 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 decisions we clearly regret. But owning it and moving forward and being a contributing team, I I like. I think that like just learn from it and move forward. Yeah, I mean, we all say like, oh, Jesus. I mean, I I stub my toe here and like I love it, like, but you stub your toe and go, fuck this fucking house, fuck, and he gets get mad, and it happens, and I I get it, but it's just funny. It's funny when it gets it, it gets caught on on national media now with the way the way media is now, and it goes viral right now. It's just it's just funny how it all works out. Anyways, Dave, fun segment with just. Uh, We'll get to, up to something. I caught you off guard with uh, earlier on. I think it was last week we started talking about something. Caught you off guard a little bit. See if I can catch you off guard again. The 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with the sports talking a whole lot. All right. 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with sports talking a whole lot more. The more part usually Dave turns into uh, us talking about music or some stupid segment we come up with. But tonight we'll uh, bring in the music situation once again. I uh, surprised you. I think it was a week and a half, two weeks ago. It doesn't really much matter. No one fucking listens anyways. But uh, what songs don't you need to hear again? And today I was uh, sitting in my office in Medicine Hat, working away. I wasn't really doing anything. I was kind of just sitting around listening to the radio. But I oh, keep no, on- you were slaving. Like, yeah, your boss was listening. Like, yeah, whatever. I wasn't. Earning I was, your dollars. I, I, I was pretending. I was pretending to work last day of the week. So whatever, long weekend because it's Easter. No one knows when Jesus dies. They can't make up their mind. But anyways, I listen to this radio station on a consistent basis daily from the hat. Uh, it's J- Jack FM. I keep it on there because I like listening to the news. And I don't know why, because it's not, they're not saying anything groundbreaking that I didn't already hear from whatever. It's not even news. I don't know. I don't know why. Dave, this station plays songs that I don't need to hear again. And I don't know why I, I'm a slave. I'm a slave to it. I don't know why I listen to it. Dave, there are bands that they play on a consistent basis. I must hear Platinum Blonde and Gowan and Glass Tiger and Loverboy and Trooper and Honeymoon Suite. Each of those bands I just named probably three, four times a day. I don't get it, Dave. Like, why do radio stations feel the need to play songs that I don't need to hear ever again. I understand there was these CRTC rules, but you can play more recent Canadiana. I get it. What songs, Dave, out of those bands that I heard, do you ever, I just named, do you ever want to hear again? 
Oh, Christ. Like, um, I believe Lethbridge and the Hat have sister stations because that lineup you just ran down, like, you guys I are hear, C-Jock. There we're C-Jock here in Lethbridge. It's Jack and, and yeah, I think there's... I, I, hear, think there's, I hear Gowan now more than I ever did. It's in Glass, Glass Tiger and Gowan, like, really? Like, I got to listen to this fucking shit. And you know, it's, 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 it's honestly, it's not shit. It's not shit. But these were, these songs that they're playing were popular, like when in the eight, like in the eighties, like when I was in high school, it's like when Jeter said to Mariano, it's time to go. Time to fucking go. Like there's other can con. When I say can con, it's Canadian content. And it is, it is, there's rules on Canadian uh, radio stations, excuse me, that you have to have Canadian content. Jesus Christ. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Rush, but you can play, you can mix it in the odd Rush song. Um, yeah. The Paolas, the, the Haywire. Uh, How come I don't ever hear? I like Haywire. Blue? I How like don't even hear Blackwire. Black uh, and Blue, Black Dad Desire, and what's yeah. the other one? Uh, uh, I'm going to say it in about 13 seconds. Um, Haywire. Haywire deserves a little bit more. Did credit. you know, it- Dave, that Haywire, run, Haywire won the original Battle of the Bands on Terry David Mulligan's Good Rockin' Tonight on CBC? I like Haywire a lot. Like, yeah. I actually. That's desire. Black drop and, the needle. What's black that? Black and blue. That, drop the needle. Something dance that tonight. That's dance desire, that's which isn't tonight. a good song. Drop the needle. Dance desire. Dance yeah. fire. That's yeah, that's not a good song. Right. Yeah, but you know, Haywire did have a couple of good tunes. Um, Triumph had a couple of good tunes. I like Triumph a lot. Same. I never hear. Follow your them. heart. Follow yeah. your heart. Follow your heart. Oh. Uh, be somebody, someone, somewhere. Somebody, somewhere. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's so. Why don't they play those songs? I'm gonna write it. No, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna th- maybe thumb a tweet. My 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 letter is gonna be reserved for the Lethbridge Bulls and their terrible logoing, and why they don't have a guy walking around selling beer and and peanuts. I will. Okay, Dave. If if you. Okay. Let's get back to this leverage. We'll get back to music in a second here. If you can commit one regular season game for the Bulls to to be uh, in the stand selling beer and peanuts. Okay, you, you you mentioned once in the fourteen twenty podcast that you were either going to sell programs once you you mentioned that. Or yeah. selling beer and peanuts in the stands. If you commit to one or the other, you can d- just talk about it over the weekend with with the voices in your head. Which one you want to do? I will make that happen. I will make uh, that happen. Like stands. which one do you want to do? Stands selling beer stands. and pop. Sell, sell oh beer and yeah, in the stands. milling around. Oh fucking right. So I'll be more popular than Yuppie. Okay, I I will I can make that happen. I, I can make that happen. At make it happen. Game. In the WCBL game, you'll have your fourteen twenty hat on. Speaking of the good word of the uh, of the podcast, heckling the umpire, I'll ma- I'll make it happen. A game I'm working home plate. How's that sound? Please do. There Sign me the fuck up, Dave. There's uh, numerous songs that we don't like, and there's numerous bands we don't like, and and it was so it's all personal opinion. Someone likes it because it's on the radio, so it's got to be good. 
you said heart. I agree. Deanne, the producer, she loves heart. One of her favorites. It's of all a time. woman thing. It's yeah, a woman thing. It. You make fun of me for, for, for not uh, liking uh, female artists, which I, I didn't realize I didn't until you mentioned it. Cause it's just the way it kind of worked out. Um, I like Paul Abdul a lot, but um, is there honestly, Dave, is there something out there that you're like, fuck, how did this become popular? How did it become a thing? Why is it still a thing? And how do we get, get rid of it? You know, it, 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 it's, it's funny how songs just rub you the wrong way. Like this, and I think these songs, most of them are older. I have one, a somewhat contemporary one, but I, I was thinking about it after you surprised me by it. And I, and I kind of stumbled and then I was a little disappointed in myself. But the one I'm going to start with is way back in the day, like 20, 30 years ago. Bobby McFerrin, Don't Worry, Be Happy. When oh. I heard that fucking song, it, it, I, I didn't worry. But I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. I like you know, there's, there's nothing about that song that made me happy. It's just like this isn't a fucking tune. This is some it's fucking terrible. Just whistling and and her her. Well, we all know the song, and 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 it and it and it, and it drives me nuts. Dave, how did a song like that make it on such a? Uh, I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to use the word. Iconic. But it was Beetlejuice, I think. It was no, it was on fucking Cocktail Man. Oh, and was Cocktail Man is somewhat oh. of an iconic movie. Like yeah. it's it's up there. Like it was huge in eighty seven, eighty eight. Like it was a huge, huge movie. Like what? Like what? Exact said we should put this song on there. It was she, shit. It was. It's absolute garbage. There's, there's no like you know. I don't need an instrument. I I appreciate a good acapella. In fact, I'm a little bit nerdy that way. That I. Oh do yeah, like. the Beach Boys, the acapellas. Oh yeah, the harmonies. Oh yeah, I love it. Thanks. F- f- funny you should mention the Beach Boys because my what an- another song on this list is is when a, a band you like, Beach Boys, Love has Beach a Boys. terrible fucking song. There's a few, and there is one, and I'm gonna just say Coco Mo, also on the cocktail soundtrack. Fucking terrible song. Yeah, like like a band oh, like that should make, should not I have. Can- a band like the Beach Boys should never have just taken the money and run with that thing. I, I don't understand. I don't get why they would have. I mean, you get paid, I guess. But it's not a good movie. It should not be on a greatest hits album. It, the Beach Boys' Kokomo is also is not a, a favorite of mine. Um, I don't get it. It's 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 human fecal matter. It's poo. Kokomo is awful low. Awful. It, it is so bad that song and then you know it and, and you know i get it you got to get paid and like like what like who am i to say no to another two million bucks for a, a fucking average average that was that's not an average song that's a terrible goddamn song it didn't age well it didn't age well it was terrible when it was popular 40 years <laughs> yeah, it ago. wasn't very good it's a terrible fucking song um and like another one like um grace slick jefferson starship uh, that song scares the shit out of me which that, one? Uh, what's the uh the, the 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 white rabbit yeah that but song it, scares it's it, it's since i was a kid dave honest to god that like the, the eerie sounds of it the song and then there was a video 
it's still to this day, I'm 47 years old. That song scares the bejeebus out of me, man. It doesn't. I, I don't like me. it. I don't like it. I don't. I, I don't like it. I've never liked it. I I hate that song. No, see, and I don't mind that. The one I was leading into was "We Built This City on Rock and Roll." You want to hear a funny story? That song is fucking terrible. Terrible, Dave. It's uh, awful. In 1980, fuck, eighty-six, I think eighty-five. It don't matter what year it was. Uh, it was a long time ago. Whatever years that song came out, uh, me, Dalta Schmidt, Amber Dursh, uh, Brad Sister. And uh, Lori Blunden, we did an air band to that in Fort McLeod uh, at the FP Wall School. Who we're at the Jared Davis. Tune? I think I did. We we actually ended up winning the uh, grade nine and under, grade eight and under, whatever it was. Uh, Our worst band. rendition of a bad oh, song. Like we like Dad made a uh, he made he made the guitars, <laughs> the instruments, the the drums and stuff, and we did that that song. And uh, we won twenty-five dollars worth worth of gift certificates at the uh, Fort Pharmacy in Fort McLeod. <laughs> uh, being the entrepreneur that I was at that point in my life, I I bought twenty-five dollars worth of liquid paper, and I took them to school the next day, and I sold them for cash, and I had money for Slurpees and all that kind of bullshit. So there were there was a there was a, a, a rainbow, there was a silver lining to the whole thing. So you That's have a, a bad song. It's a terrible song. Oh, we built this. It's a terrible song. And it's on the radio all the time still. You still hear that every now and then. And I, I don't think give new bands like, like, like Jimmy Valentine, Jim Schwarn, give him a chance. Put it on the radio. If people like it, great. If they don't, that's great too. Why, why, why do they keep playing these fucking old, terrible songs? <coughs> I don't know. You know what? And they, they, they these, these, uh, some of these songs did have their time in the sun, but not to be played on a daily Today, basis still 40 years later like jesus christ yeah like oh well, man i don't understand it one bit it's it, it's kind of it's mind-boggling to me and everything else but yeah haywire dave there was one other one and i can't remember i've been trying to sing it, but i get to think about other things they did dance desire black and blue Fuck. And there is another one. Black and Blue, I think, was my favorite one from Haywire. But I, I, I don't know. I can't remember the last time I heard Haywire. I hear Corey Fart all the time. Corey Fart had a terrible one, too. Um, not after, like, uh, Sunglasses is not at night. Decent tune. Never, never surrender. I don't mind. Decent tune. There was, like, a Soldier Boy one. I can't remember. It, it was just fucking awful. But he, Awful. the thing with Corey Hart, I, I think I, I seen a, a TV thing with him on the whatever the fucking station it was. Um, he knows he was a one hit wonder, and he, he he owns it. Yeah, you know there was that other one, uh, standing in line. Good song. I'll, I'll send yeah, it. that's Haywire. Yeah, yes. standing in line. I Stand like that song a lot. In line. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that song a lot. Yeah, I do like that one too. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah I, I wish I'm not gonna no, I'm not gonna write a letter. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna try and find it and I'll and I'll tell our good friends at 94.1 C Jock and Left. If you're gonna play these songs, maybe play these ones instead. Yeah, how about a little black and blue and standing in line? There you go. What's your take? We uh we had a good time. We'll end this segment on this one. We had a good time to Jesus a long time ago, man. And the night turned in, turned into a bit of a shenanigans. But uh, 
What's your take on Barney Benthal and the legendary hearts? You know, I love the shit out of Barney Bentall. In fact, I think I dragged you guys kicking and screaming to Barney Bentall that one night. Yeah, the exhibition grounds here. I'm not saying I dragged you guys, but it's like, I'm going to this fucking band and it's a fun band and let's go. And we did go and we had had a a great time. Had a fucking hell of a time and then hijinks ensued. There yeah. was punches thrown and not amongst each other, but like, but fuck. Yeah, we there, was, that. there was a situation that night. Yeah, there was like, what, 2,000 people there, and we owned that fucking joint for a little bit. I well, think, I think we did. Yeah, us. we had we had the moose to thank for that one. But anyway, left our fucking mark. And the good and, time and, boys and left their mark at the Barney Bent Fall and Legendary Heart at show. the grandstand. At the grandstand of the Leverage Ro- Exhibition and Pavilion. 1997 or not 2000, whatever the fuck. Yeah, Barney Bentall, he kicks oh, a bit of ass, especially live. He's better live than he is on, on disc. No, I, I like Barney a lot. That's uh, something to live for. It's a great, great song. Uh, to this day, I, I, I like that song a lot. Anyways, Dave, fun show tonight. Uh, it's uh, No, it's always good getting together with you on a, on a Thursday. We seem to get in a little bit. We got the long weekend ahead of us here. Uh, any plans for the uh, Easter weekend? Uh, actually, no, uh, like mentioned previously, the wife is, uh, out and about, out and about. we're going to, yes. So, uh, the boy and I are going to, I wait, I hope the weather fucking smartens up so the boy and I can get out and do something, um, while Kaylee is laid up and then we'll just go from there. It's, uh, it's fucking three days. I don't have to, I don't have to do much, but hang out with my son for a little bit yeah i'm heading out to the home line tomorrow to fort mcleod to uh, hang, hang out with mom and and uh do some stuff and then uh yeah i got the weekend to myself so it'll be baseball on on saturday and sunday but uh i don't think that's happening with the snow on the ground and everything else but anyways uh dave fun show tonight we'll do it again on monday night uh for all you listening out there if got any uh topics you got want me and dave to hit on for our uh outlandish takes and everything else uh just let us know at 1420sports.com uh 1420sports at gmail.com or get a hold of us on twitter instagram facebook and the whole bit you guys know where to get a hold of us we uh, like putting the shows out for you guys make sure you talk to people about the show we greatly appreciate all the support you guys have given us we're approaching the 30,000 download and listen mark and all that stuff so we thank you very much for all the support you guys have given us thus far we got some beer and stuff and things happening in the very near future so uh, we'll get rid of all that business stuff but thank you very much once again for listening to the show take care of each other but more importantly, take care of yourself. You need you around. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, Dave? Jim, don't worry. Be happy. And don't swing at high pitches. Have a good night, folks. We'll talk to you again on Monday night. Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, Ooh I, I want to see. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's terrible. That's what fucking drives me. And it's not, now it's in my head for the rest of the night. <laughs> You're welcome. There you go. <laughs> Have a good night, folks.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 